What's poppin' guys? The Dallas Rays Podcast. I'm Spencer. And I'm Alexander. Today's April 22nd. It's a beautiful day outside. Happy Earth Day to all of our listeners. Make sure you use the three R's. Reduce, reuse, and recycle. While you're saving the Earth, it's a great time to listen to our podcast. Our brand new episode, number three. But while you're listening to our podcast, or maybe when you're done, make sure to go on Instagram, follow us at Delos underscore Reyes underscore podcast follow it like it like all the photos and comment we'll be commenting back with you guys make sure you guys if you want to dm us we'll be able to dm you back and you if you want to be on the show or if you have ideas future ideas yeah let us know also guys stay stay safe stay healthy put on your gloves stand Mm -hmm. six feet apart wear masks i don't want you guys to get any sick or anything we have our first news piece of the day Players' efforts for COVID-19. We have more than 50 players in the MLB right now that came together with musician Garth Brooks with his teammates for Kids Foundation to allocate and donate $937,100 to kids affected by COVID-19. Now, some of the people that headlined this were Adam Wainwright and Kyle Gibson, pitchers, but they also had Paul Goldschmidt, DJ LeMayhew, Hunter Pence, Many more to follow on that list. Alright, now let's head to the next news. Breaking news, actually. Rob Manfred announced that at the start of May 1st, MLB teams will allow to lay off managers, coaches, trainers, and full-time scouts. Now, the teams I'm going to list, the Giants, the Phillies, the Braves, the White Sox, Reds, Marlins, Red Sox, and Cubs are paying all those... Um, people I said till the end of May now this includes your janitors your all those guys your hot dog guys and stuff yeah, like course. that they need to get their payday even yeah. if the MLB isn't going on right now uh, definitely and now we got our last news article for the day very I'm very happy to announce this is just a rumor it's fake it's a myth on social media yesterday it broke out that minor league baseball and major league baseball are going to come together today on a conference call to talk about the reduction of minor league baseball teams. Now, that doesn't really sound that appealing to most because last summer there was an incident with this where people had to sign petitions because they were getting rid of most of the MLB teams, or minor league teams, not MLB teams, my apologies. And it, it, it's very heartwarming to know that this is just false they were planning to reduce from 160 teams to 120 that's a big drop it's a very big drop now let me let you know how this will affect people i mean so you got 15 and 16 year olds defecting from their country becoming international prospects on these baseball teams are playing for the gcl leagues the pcl leagues azl and arizona gulf coast specifically that's what those stand for and all these rookie leagues would be vanished now besides that what happens to all the players that come from college and high school Get drafted, sign that contract. What team do they play with? You, you think they're good enough to play double A with 21, 23 year olds? Yeah, they no can't just go way. back there and just instantly. So that's why I'm very happy to hear. I'm sure, hopefully, the listeners and yeah, I'm, Dan I'm and myself, very happy that this is just a rumor. It's fake. It's a myth. Minor league baseball players are here to stay, at least for you know this season. Hopefully, next season, the season to follow. Yeah, I'm glad that's a rumor. But now we're gonna head to Alexander's fun fact of the day. Let's now, hear it, Spencer. What do you think is the most eaten food at a ballpark? All right. Ever since I was a kid, every ballpark we go to, even if it's minor league baseball stadium, I wait till I get hungry enough. 
and then I get chicken tenders and french fries. I call them chicken tendies. So I get my chicken tendies and fries every stadium. I rate them. I'm like, hmm, one to ten. Is it this good? Is it this bad? That's what I'm going for every time. So my um, final answer, chicken tendies. See, I love them chicken tendies too. But I also eat hot dogs every now and then. And hot dogs is the okay. most eaten food item. I but in 2014 MLB season, the baseball fans consumed 21 Point three million Whoa. hot dogs right, and five point five <laughs> million sausages. Wow! Now that's a lot of sausages and hot dogs. It's enough to stretch from L.A. Dodger Stadium all the way to Wrigley Field in Chicago. I mean, we've gone to Wrigley Field. Well, not for a game yet, but I, I would also really love to make it to L.A. and go to the Dodgers. If I have to eat twenty-one point three million hot dogs just to go to both, I would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I would too. Eating all the way, you'd be running. It's worth it, though. I mean, eating twenty one point three million hot dogs, it's not I that mean, bad. I mean, not that bad. You could slam it down. <laughs> Hamburgers would be a lot harder, but I mean, yeah. hot dogs. I mean, yeah, there's little hot dogs. Some with mustard, some with barbecue sauce. All right, but let's get down to the brass tacks and the nitty gritty of today's podcast. So originally, we came together. Well, actually, no, we didn't come together. We went separately, in different rooms, different days of the week. So we couldn't. Converge our minds together for this week's episode until we're preparing for it after I've our statistics. So our idea was, you know, so we talked about predictions for the season. Yeah. We talked about some great moments that changed baseball. What's exactly. the next step? Let's talk about top five positions for each player. And this is each, active. Not each player, each position. My fault. This is active players. These are active players waiving injuries. Yeah. And they were like, you know what? We, we can't be having the same mind. So we went in separate rooms. We did this whole process of, oh, I got my top five here, top five. So when we finished it, it came together like, oh, let's cross off the list. Let's see what we got. Was like, All right, we have a lot of similarities because these are the best players in baseball. We also have a lot of differences. So what we decided to do is we're going to share with you those similarities and the differences. So instead of saying, this is the top starting pitcher in MLB right now. This is the second. This is the third, fourth, fifth. We're going to share with you the ones we have similar in the top five, and then we're going to debate a little bit, get into a little fist fight over which ones we have that are different. So we have a couple positions where some of them are going to be the same. We have one position where all of them happen to be the same. Yeah. And keep in mind, we were in separate rooms, separate days. We were not allowed to we- talk to each other about this. There's nothing that could have been like, oh, yeah, Spencer, pick this one. Zeta, pick this one. Yeah, we, we had completely different books looking at we all the stuff. We couldn't talk about baseball for the whole week yeah, until was, preparing for the episode. It, it, was, it was rough. It was kind of rough. It was yeah. rough. But we did it for you guys. did it for the listeners. And somehow we still somehow, managed to get still, a lot similar. We still got some similar. We got some different. Two gear minds think alike. There's nothing more you can say about that. But let's, let's, let's get started. All right? All right Starting pictures. I know I'm a Mets fan. Y'all are gonna hate me for this. Probably already said this like five times, but Jacob Degrom is the top five starting pitcher for the MLB, and we both agree with, with this. I'm there with you. Two-time Cy Young winner in a row. 17, 18, 19. My apologies. Almost 17. But in 2020, when this season kicks off, he's gonna go for the three. He's three. getting his third Cy Young right there. Three, 255 three. strikeouts, a sub 2.5 ERA, 11 wins and eight losses. Now. The reason why he didn't get enough wins to be, a, a, I guess, a quality pitcher, and he still won the Cy Young with 11 and 8, by the way. So they don't take into effect all the time your wins. But if they took into effect your wins, we're going to see other players here that have a lot more wins than he does. But to back that up, I'm, I'm going to tell you, as a Mets fan, he didn't have that much hitting behind him. I mean, Brandon Nimmo was supposed to have a, a breakout season with the Mets. Gets injured. They're already down an outfielder. 
Yohannes Cespedes has been messing around his farm, getting injured all the every season <laughs> since like 2017. Bro, he stepped, he messed his ankle, rolled his ankle, and then sprained it or something like that, or broke it, while chasing a hog on his ranch. Like, all right. Yeah, they didn't have the so hitting. they didn't have the hitting that they were that they had on the payroll to back them up. I mean, yes, they had Pete Alonso, fifty-three home runs, broke the franchise record, broke the rookie record for home runs. Then they had Jeff McNeil, second base. We're gonna talk about both these players later on in the episode, who went deep, and he had he was third in the whole MLB for batting yeah. average at the end of the season. Now the Mets were a second half team, but Jacob Grom did not have that hitting in the first half. So for that reason, I'm still gonna keep him there. But I'm going to say that he's going to be better in this next summer season because he's going to have the hitting behind him. All right, now let's head into another person that's in the top five. So you guys think this might be biased because he's a Mets fan. I'm a Yankees fan. Yeah, you better fan. say I'm a Yankees fan. You better not say that. You know I'm a Yankees fan. <laughs> he put Jacob DeGrom, and I'm putting Garrett Cole. It's going to sound really biased, but I swear it's not. He's a good pitcher. He's an amazing he's got pitcher. got to back it up. And he has five losses, only five, and 20 wins. With a 2.5 ERA. Yeah. That's... that's. But don't forget 326 strikeouts. That's a feat that not many have come to. Exactly. And this season, he will definitely have the hitting to back it up. Because he has the yeah. Yankees stacked lineup. I mean, if you play only the show, just look at all those diamonds and goals, man. It's not even fair. It's scary. When it's I play scary. custom league against people in the Yankees, it's not even right. Like, it's just like, come on. You really pick the good team? Like, why you gotta be like that? Pick a team that's not as good. Yeah. Come on. Alright, now we have the last one we agreed with the starting pitchers. Max Scherzer. Also on his way to possibly win his third Cy Young. He has two under his belt. I think it's going to be him and DeGrom battling for that NL. Uh, Garrett Cole is definitely going to be one of the yeah. top contenders for, for that AL Cy Young. Now, Max Scherzer, he's with the Nationals, defending world champions. He was one of the definitely top five player that led that team to the first, I believe it was their first World Series win. Uh, yeah. Because they transferred from the Montreal Expos. Oh, so it might have been. It might so it might have been. been. I don't know the exact statistic on that. Don't credit but us that. Max Scherzer put up a 2.92 ERA, 243 strikeouts, and I, I really can't see him not being a top five. He's contending for the NL Scion. Now, this is where we're going to differ a bit. I'm going to say my two. Spencer's going to say his two. For in the top five, I have Blake Snell. I've said it before. He's going to be my comeback player of the year. Okay. Yeah. He's going to also be in the Cy Cy Young race with his bad last season. He had a terrible last season. He's going to have an amazing this season. I and feel that's interesting because the Rays had a decent season. They made it to the playoffs, and they, he didn't have a good season. He could have pushed them a little bit further. He could have. Yeah. But I feel if he does what he could have been doing, if I see that 2017 version of him. I'm gonna I'm gonna put him there. Yeah. And also the last person on my list, but not the not like number five. No, he's in the top last five. Last but not least. Last, last not but least. not least. Exactly. Clayton Kershaw. He's always outstanding in the regular season. Not so great in the postseason. But I feel he has a hitting to back him up. He has Mookie Betts now. He has Cody Bellinger. He also has a great pitching staff that's gonna help him. A young is yeah. Stacked with young and he's got young a lot of rookies and on that veterans, team. and I feel the they're just gonna demolish. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Now I'm gonna give you my two. So the first one's gonna be a little more obvious. I got Justin Verlander, played from the Astros. All right, he went 21 and six. That's one win more than his teammate Gary Cole from the Astros. 2.58 ERA and 300 strikeouts. So him and Cole were pretty similar on most of their statistics. When I was going over like who should be over who, they were both doing pretty well on that Houston team. But let's get to the my last guy, which 
If you're a baseball fan, well, even if you're not a baseball fan, he's definitely not on your radar. If you're a baseball fan, he probably is not going to be on your radar unless you're a fan of the Cleveland Indians. That's right. On Players Weekend, he is Justin Bieber's twin brother, Shane Bieber. Whoa. That's right. That's that. right. So he went 15-8 and eight last season, 259 strikeouts. His area was a little high. I'm not going to lie. 3.28. Compared to the other people on our list, they all have, I think, a sub-3 ERA. So that's a little concerning for him. But... Out of his 23 starts that gave him a win or loss, and some other starts that he had, he went. He had 24 quality starts. Now, again, we talk about hitting backing up a pitcher. If the Indians can come back, I mean, personally, if they sign back Yazoo Puig, who's still a free agent, then I think they, that could give the final push to give Bieber, maybe not a Cy Young, maybe not a Cy, maybe not even comeback player of the year, but sometimes you don't need an award to be an unsung hero for a baseball team. You don't need someone to tell you that you're doing amazing. To provide for your your ball club. So I'm gonna head to the bullpen now. Yeah, let's do it. We were in different rooms, like we said before. We have the same exact guys, not in the same exact not spots. Not in the order, but we have the same the exact same guys. Exact guys. So it's we'll pretty crazy. Those. I'm gonna start it off. A rolled is Chapman. This man, the Cuban missile. Oh, the Cuban missile. Have you seen his workouts on Instagram? Like, make sure you follow the Cuban. Yeah, this this is a shout out. Follow the Cuban missile. I think it's 54. I think it's 54, 52, something like that. On Instagram. 54. That dude's a beast. Like, you would not expect that he's playing baseball right now. He's boxing. He's lifting weights like a bodybuilder. He's a muscle. And then he just, just yeets boom. the ball down there all the time. Like, and he oh, has the oh record for the fastest pitchers. He's at 106. Yes. Yeah, and with the Reds. Yeah, Luckily, with the Reds. They, they're like, hey, man, we need to make this guy a closer. If we make him a starter, he's going to burn his arm out. Yeah, before he's fast. Too, before he's even He's too efficient. So too that was efficient. a really smart idea by of them. Of course. Head into the next one. All right, I'm going to go Josh Hader. 138 strikeouts for a closer, 37 saves, 20 walks, and only 41 hits. I'm with you there. He Statistically, he was probably one of the most efficient closing pitchers last season. Not just for the NL, not just for the Brewers, but he stirred up enough. He was a free agent. I believe he signed again with the Brewers, but he stirred up enough um, almost uproar from how good he was doing that he was possibly going to join that super team the New York Yankees. Imagine that. Chapman and Hader in the same bullpen. That's scary. It's not fair. And not fair. It, it's not fair to lefties. Lefty course. batter. When you're yeah. seeing Josh Hader with his delivery throwing a slider over, it's well, impossible to touch, but it's in the they're zone. They're also both flamethrowers. Besides yeah. the fact they get their sliders. So it's like, how do you have both and still do so well? But let's go to the next person here. All right. So I got a righty here. I got Kirby Yates with 41 saves. He led the league with the... Yeah. 1.19 ERA. Mm-hmm. He that, led the league with 41 saves. The whole league. That, dude, he's and he's making the Padres insane. And they picked up a lot of guys, yeah, too. Yeah, the bullpen's tough. The rotation's tough. The bullpen, our cousin yeah. Jamie in the bullpen, too. Yes, of course. Uh, but <laughs> Don't forget about Yates, though. He only gave up 13 walks. See, that's insane numbers. And he had the most saves. For the whole season, 13 walks. 101 strikeouts. Right, our next guy, we're going to go to Houston. We have a problem. 38 saves. Roberto Ozuna. Most games last season for Houston Astros. He topped it. Top of the list. He gave up 45 hits, 73 strikeouts, and 12 walks. Now, although he doesn't have the same amount of strikeouts and ERA, some of the other pitchers that we talk about in the bullpen, he's pretty much up there with saves because you got Hader, we talked about, has 37. Yates has 41. Chapman, 37. Ozuna has 38. He's up there with the save. Sometimes you don't need the strikeouts to be a good pitcher. You need yeah. to be efficient. And he definitely had that last season. Now I'm going to talk about Brad Hand. 
He's the lefty from the Cleveland Indians. There you go. With 34 saves, with a 3.3 ERA. Not the greatest, but yeah. hey, he's still good. And with 84 strikeouts, one under Chapman. He had a great last season. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's gonna. I feel like he's going to top it again. Of course, yeah. And he's Good just an icing on top of the cake for the Cleveland Indians with the Shane Bieber, like you said. Exactly. With, you know, Justin Bieber's twin. It's all good. So, let's move to the other side of the battery. The catchers. My favorite position. Shout out to you catchers out there. <laughs> so we agree with four out of the five on this list. Let's run it down. We have the Phillies, the player that was moved from the Marlins to Philadelphia. JT Real Mudo. He's the complete catcher. Oh, yes. If you're playing a video game, if you you're a general there. manager, if you're organizing your cards, I guess, or if you're writing down a list of your top team right now, you're going to JT Ramudo. I know there's a lot of great catchers out there, but he's a complete catcher. He's got defense. He's going to gun someone out of second base, first and third. They're trying to run back on him. He's a great hitter. 25 home runs, 275 batting average, 148 hits, and 83 RBIs. There's nothing more to say, but he's the complete catcher. He's the package. He's what you want in a catcher in the MLB. Yeah, that's definitely a fact. But I'm going to talk about Elgadi Sanchez. This isn't biased. I'm a Yankee fan. But they call him the Kraken because they release the Kraken. He has a cannon, an absolute cannon. Rockets, he's a rocket arm, and he hits rockets. His The balls fly off his bat. They fly out of his arm. With 34 home runs last season. He's a hitter. He's definitely hit. You would not think a catcher would be hitting that well. One one of the best hitting catchers. Yes. One of definitely. He had shots. He's a good four batter. Let's head to the next one. I got Wilson Contreras from the Cubs. Now he's more of a defensive catcher, but he also has a bat as well, going 272 in batting average, keeping his keeping himself right. 24 home runs and 98 hits. He's you can't really give statistics for defense. You just have to know that this guy is that good yeah. and making sure nothing gets past him. He was a young guy coming up first. He has a younger brother named William Contreras. I believe he's in, I want to say Mississippi Braves, a minor league baseball team for the Atlanta Braves. I know he's in the organization, but I'm not sure where he's placed right now. But, I mean, if you get both those guys playing against each other in the National League anytime soon, that's going to be fun. Even on the same team, that might be dangerous. That's a dangerous battery to have on any team. Now I'm going to head to the last one that we have in common. Yeah. Yasmani Grandel. So this man's a switch hitter. Better from the right side, but he's a switch hitter. Yeah. He put up 126 hits last season mm-hmm. with a two point a, a point two six point two four six yeah, last fall. Yeah. Two With 28 home runs. So he's a switch hitter hitting bombs. You really don't see that a switch hitter hitting bombs. That's like crazy to see. Wait, and a catcher too. For, and he's a catcher don't, too. Don't don't also forget he's the most durable catcher in the game. Yes. He played in 153 out of 162 games. He also did play a little bit. He did play first, first base, base, but he's most, one of the most durable. He's, he's not a young guy. He's, he's getting not. into his 30s. I, I don't know his exact age. He's not the youngest. He's around his young. 30s. He's not the youngest. He's not the oldest, but he's durable. 153 out of 162, no matter what position you play. Yeah. That's, that's why that's, I definitely have to agree. Like, I right. agree with I'm going to give you the one mine that we didn't agree on. I'm going to see Wilson Ramos. He's more of an unsung hero as far as catchers go. I know our first Nationals game we went to, I mean, we only got to one so far, 2015, when he was on the team, they hated his walk-up song, and he comes like, Wilson, Wilson, and he would come off the bat, and he would smack that ball. He kind of went under the radar once he left the team. Once he got to the Mets, he exploded, because the New York was looking for a catcher. They didn't have anybody. Kevin Ploiecki, Travis Darnall, 
they went well and they played for different teams, the Indians and the Rays, respectively. But this guy came into the plate, put up 288 batting average on his first year of the contract with the Mets. All right, only 14 home runs. He's not a power hitter, but he gets on base with 136 hits. The second most hits on our list of the top five catchers above Gary Sanchez. And that's why I think he's an unsung hero. Nobody talks about him as much. He's a little bit on the older side, but he's making a comeback, and I love it. As a Mets fan, beautiful to watch. Now, my catcher I have for the Minnesota Twins, Mitch Garver. Okay, yeah, he's good. He's good. He's got he a put pass. up 31 home runs last season. Yeah. Just three under El Gaddy Sanchez. But I think Mitch Garver, he's a little underrated. No one really talks about him. Well, he's on the come up, though. He's... He's on the come up. Yeah, he's, he's really on the come up. Yeah. Not a lot of people talk about him. You don't see a lot of people like, oh, Mitch Garver, Mitch Garver. I think he's going to, he's definitely a top five guy. Okay. Now let's head to the first base. We're going to, we have three similar, and we're going to talk about that. Uh, so first, I'm going to obviously go with Freddie Freeman. This man, Beast. he literally, Beast. every time he gets up to the plate, <laughs> you're expecting a base hit from him. Yeah. It's kind of scary. With a 295 batting average and 38 home runs. Seventh in home runs in the league. Exactly. With 121 RBIs, he's just a specimen. He's an explosive bat. He's in his prime right now. He's, he's one of the top best first basemen in the league. Yeah. But someone else who agreed on, Cody Bellinger, who's also on that same path. A little bit younger, but he's on the same path. He just came off an MVP season, literally. Ooh, won the yeah. MVP. 47 home runs. Not easy to do. I mean, 115 RBIs. He's a hitter. His stance. His stance is one of the weirdest things about him. He's, he's so relaxed. He's just he's just there. He's, boom. He's standing. The ball. He stands up he just straight. Stands, and stands just up straight. Relaxes the bat on his shoulder. And all of a sudden, it explodes. And yeah. the ball's already over the right field already, fence. By the time you say Cody Bellinger, he's already got a home run. Like, what are you doing? Just don't blink when he's hitting. Yeah. All right. So, our last similar guy is Pete Alonzo. One of Spencer's favorites. Yes, of course, dude. I'm trying Put to get a jersey. An insane <laughs> rookie season with 53 oh my home runs. He broke Mets records, MLB records. Like, oh man. Sadly, he took the way he took the record away from my favorite Aaron Judge with the rookie. Well, you know that happens sometimes. It's okay. It was, yeah, by, it's it was okay. also only by one home run, so that shows that New York's on the rise, definitely. So with the 53 home runs, he obviously has to be in that top five. Yeah. Even though he's a rookie. I think he's proved himself. Rook of the year, home run derby champion, 155 hits, 128 RBIs. I mean, he's definitely up there. Let me tell you about the people that we disagreed on. I'm going to go Josh Bell. Ninth in home runs with 37, 94 runs, a 277 batting average, 116 RBIs. He put up similar numbers, not as far as the number of home runs to Pete Alonso, but as far as batting average and RBIs. He's a powerful hitter, and he gets it done. But now let's go to St. Louis, where Paul Goldschmidt resides instead of Arizona. He's got 34 home runs, 97 RBIs, and 155 hits. So he still has some power behind him, but he also knows how to get on base with a long single and possibly a double if he's fast enough to make it there. He's getting there in age, but he still has a bat. I mean, if he definitely... I don't think he's going to finish the season with St. Louis, but he can definitely become a DH for an American League team Yeah, at some point in his career. So, for... It's weird because our guys are different, mm-hmm. but they're similar if you think about it. So you have Josh Bell. I have Carlos Santana. He's also a switch hitter that hits bombs. He hit 34 home runs uh, with 161 hits. 
Yeah. So he's obviously a guy that you see, you put him in, he get, he's getting on base. Yeah, no matter he's what. He's getting on you base. You just know it's going to happen. But also, you said Paul Goldschmidt, right? And okay. you said he's a guy that you want, that you put him in. He's a nice righty. He'll hit a long single. Yeah, He'll yeah. hit those gap Who shots. Who do you have? I have Jose Abreu. Mm. 180 yeah, hits yeah. last season. That's a lot. Okay. I, I didn't think that he would be in top five. I definitely feel he needs to be in top five. Because, like you said, for Paul Goldschmidt, he's a DH. He can play first, yes. Will, will be a DH. He will, will be a will DH, be, yeah, my fault. Because he's still National League. He will, he will be a DH. He plays first. There. Yeah. And he, 180 hits, it speaks for itself, obviously. With yeah. 33, Especially home runs, on 100, Carlos Santana. I feel that he, he's just base hit. He's machine. a crucial part of the team, but I, I don't know if I'd put him top five. I, I feel he's on, on the White Sox for sure for sure I'd give him that top five ranking but I don't know yet if I could still give him that top five with that turtleneck dude I just can't do it I can't do just it just cause that someone wears a turtleneck shirt no, doesn't no, it's, mean it's not, not a good player it's not cause of that bro I'm just saying that's like that's like you're hating on the turtleneck it's like icing I'm gonna rep the turtleneck next it's season it's icing to the I'm gonna cake. rep the turtleneck well I'm gonna have to not put you in the top five then I don't know what to tell you but no that's just icing on the cake there but let's, let's move to the second base we got Ozzy Albies from the Atlanta Braves. Okay. 295 batting average, 189 hits, 15 stolen bases. He was part of the Atlanta Braves, that team that wanted to get all the way to the World Series. They didn't make it, but they went far for a team that wasn't expected to do well in the postseason. Yeah. I think he's going to improve along with his other teammates that have been hitting the ball like crazy. And the Braves are going to maybe not run the division, but if they make it to the postseason, they're going to go pretty far. Yeah, they're, they're, they're going to go team. farther than the Nationals. Nationals don't have the hitting anymore. I Rendon, still feel. I, I don't still feel. Rendon goes to LA? I don't know. I feel like Juan Soto can pick up the bag and carry them. <sighs> yeah, but he was already picking up the bag. No, that's only he, in postseason. That's only in postseason. No, no, if he's already picking up the bag, and you have two people picking up the bag, and one of the people that picks up the bag leaves, and like one person picking up his own, how many bags you got? Not enough. The Nationals aren't going to go that far. That's a conversation for another day. What do you got for our next person we agreed on? I got Jeff McNeil. Third in batting average Whew. in the league. 318. 318, 318. batting 318. average. He was right behind DJ hits. Yes, my friend DJ. Mm-hmm. Um, and with 75 RBIs, he's just a guy that... Another let, unsung hero. Yeah. For the Mets. Uh-huh. If P. Alonso wasn't on that team, he'd be the young guy that was like, Oh my God, he's so good, he's so good. Because Peter Alonso hit 53, it's kind of hard for yeah. you to be like, oh, Jeff Neal, so good, so good. Yeah, because you have that one guy already. Yeah, you got one guy like smacking the ball, hitting home runs. Like, then you got the other guy with the base hits, yeah. so I'm surprised they didn't do good. Yeah, because if you don't pay attention to baseball, and like you only pay attention like, to how many home runs someone has. Yeah. If you don't watch baseball, you don't listen to baseball, that might be your like first thing to go to, like, how many home runs do they get? Oh, okay, that's cool, they're really good. Yeah. But like, if you pay attention, you get, like, we're getting into uh-huh. stats, you're going to see the different people. Here's the last person we agreed on. Labor Torres. We're staying in New York. 278 batting average. 38 home runs. With 90 RBIs. How many second basemen you know is going to hit that many home runs? I I, I don't know. He hit one more than Josh Bell, who plays first base. Who was ninth in the league. Like that's he, he. They're saying he might become the face of the franchise. I don't uh, know. All right, so John Carlson obviously isn't. He's not yeah. what he used to be in Miami. We just have to get over that fact. Aaron Judge, he's coming back. I still think he's the leader. That him and Gary Sanchez are that leader of. I guess you could say a new core four, but I can't even name the four. Like would it be Torres, Judge, like 
Sanchez. Torres. And I don't, I don't know. I really can't see like a whole new Garrett Cole, buddy. They got Garrett Cole. They got Aroldis. I think this season they're going to do great. Anyway, let's head into our differences. I have DJ LeMayhew. You said he, Jeff McNeil. He's above Jeff McNeil. You said that yourself. Batting average, 327. With 197 hits. This man literally plays second, third, first. Well, he's utility. He's utility. I mean, so is Jeff McNeil, though. Yes. He was, for yes. All-Star League voting, he was in the outfield, not second base. I mean, yes. He had that. to play in the outfield because Cespedes, again, injured his leg, chasing a hog. And then Brandon Nimmo got injured. So they needed an outfielder instead of calling someone up who didn't know how to play. And obviously, they didn't trade for anybody. They put Jeff McNeil in the outfield, and they brought someone else to play second base. Like Louis Gourmet and then Todd Frazier was still third. But the, DJ LeMahieu also filled that hole that they needed. Of course, no one expected him to do that well in the Yankees. I'll give you that. I'll because give you that. he literally had... He was a base hit machine, and then but, he started hitting home runs out of nowhere. But, like, what? Can he do it again? Because we're talking about next season. Last, last season? season? If we're talking about last season? Oh, yeah, dude. He's in the top five. DJ LeMahieu, of course. But... Can he do it again, though? What is he, like, 33, 34 years old? Yeah, yeah. He's around that age. I'm not, not, not going to say just because you're old means you can't hit. But if you're playing second base, is this your primary position? I don't know. And you already have Giancarlo Stanton and Judge taking turns at DH. How many DHs do you want on the team? Well, now it's a... I mean, you're expanding rosters to 26 this season, which is going to help everybody. Obviously. You either have another bullpen player, or you're going to have someone else on the bench. bench. Yeah. So it's going to help that, that conversation. But if you want to you have that amazing season, you're going to need him starting at a position or you're going to need him at a DH. And if you already have Judge and Stanton taking turns at DH, because you have so many people in the outfield, you haven't traded Clint Frazier yet, I can't see him having another breakout season. Well, I, I, well, you have to they, give him a chance first. I think Brett Gardner is going to retire soon. And I feel Not this like, season, though. He's still going to play. So you yeah. still... But even then, at that point when he retires, when Stanton be kind of old and he's got to play DH now and then Judge is stuck in the outfield. And then, you see what I'm saying? It's kind of like a revolving door of too many outfielders on that team. LeMayhew is, yeah, sure, he'll be in the infield, but then he's going to get old and be like, wait, he can't play now too. He's got to be DH. So he's going to get shipped somewhere. Like, I think he's, yeah, he did really well, but it's all about can he do it again. That's why I, I didn't put him in my top five. And then for my, uh, in the also in my top five, I have Jose Altuve. He did really good. Uh, people may not like him because I, I really am not a huge fan. I used to be a huge fan until I heard about the scandal. Obviously, I don't really want to yeah. talk about that. We don't want to talk about it too much, but we'll just say it tarnished our opinion of him. We'll leave yeah. it at that. Yeah. But he, 298, phenomenal hitting with yeah. 149 hits that he, in 31 home runs. He's just really good over there at second with a quick hand and stuff. All right, I'm going to let you guys know about my... Other two star- second basemen. Whit Merrifield, Kansas City Royals. I mean, his batting average, 302. Pretty close to Jeff McNeil in batting average. Um, definitely one of the leaders in the American League. 206 hits. Yeah. It's the most hits we've had so far as far as second baseman. And played all 162 games for Kansas City. Because he also plays outfield, too. Okay, he plays outfield, yes. But again, if we're talking about durability... I think he's around 28 years old. Yeah. Him and Grandall, if you're making a durability team, who wants to play the whole season, any position you want, you're putting him out there. Obviously. If yeah. someone can hit that well and stay consistent that whole season, the back 302 in every game that the Royals played, I mean, why would he not be in the top five? Of course, that's, that's what I think. Doesn't mean everyone else is thinking, but 
I'm going another another guy you not might expect. He played for Baltimore last season, so I'm gonna give Baltimore stats. But then he got moved to Miami, Marlins. Jonathan Villar. And he's oh, gonna yeah. be a key piece of Miami moving forward. If you notice, the Marlins have been signing a lot of veterans to make up for the fact that they shipped everyone out. So this all started when you bring it back in history to John Carlstan, right? Yeah, John Carlstan leaves the team. And then the, they, they gave an offer to the rest of the top players, including Christian Yellick, Marcelo Zuna. They said, hey, you know, if you don't want to play here anymore, I also believe the same they had with Justin Bohr, uh, first baseman. They're Derek like, Dietrich, too. Derek Dietrich. Yeah, everyone started leaving house. They're like, we're giving the option to leave. We're going to re- rebuilding. We're letting you know ahead of time. Yellick goes to the Brewers. Ozuna starts off with the Cardinals. Um, Dietrich, I believe his first team was the Reds. Yeah. I still want to say that he still played with the Reds. Yeah. And then Bohr goes to the Angels, and now he's playing in Japan. But then they started rebuilding that team. They got a bunch of young guys. They started training for prospects. They're getting this young team that like didn't do too well last season. But then you start noticing Corey Dickerson, Neil Walker, Jonathan Villar, Francisco Cervelli. Like these are guys that have played in the postseason before for other teams. Yeah, Literally in the same division. Neil Walker's played on and the Mets before. And then they have those rookies that are coming up, like Sixto Sanchez. Sixto Sanchez. We talked about him as far as prospects. Jose Urana. And then they have Wei Yan Chen, who's been on that team for a couple seasons now. He's yeah. be amazing for, I want to say the Rangers, but also they the Orioles. He's be on the come up. So Villar, he put up. Get him, two, get him two more years. Yeah. Villar is going to be a key piece of that team. He started second base no matter what. For sure, for sure. 274 batting average, 24 home runs, 73 RBIs, 176 hits. That's why I have him in my top five. He's going to be a key piece of that team moving forward on this team. He's going to be one of the top batters. I put him at either leadoff, second, or, or batting right behind leadoff. All right. Now let's head to the hot corner over there. Yeah, third base, getting those hits. Let me know what you think. All right. I'm going to start off with Anthony Rendon, a 319 batting average, 34 home runs, 126 RBIs. Moving to the Angels now. I feel like he's going to be an insane key player that yep. the Angels have been looking for. He's going to give yeah. him that push. He's going to beat he's going to be with Trout, Otani playing DH. Uh-huh. Uh, let me give you some more stats about him though. He's he was third in batting average last season. Besides the fact, he's had at least a 300 batting average for the past 3 seasons. That's really consistent and he did all that for the Nationals. Right, he's going to bring that forward to LA, no doubt. Definitely. Angels are definitely they're not going to be a top team, but they're making their way. They're adding pieces, piece by piece. They're going to be up there someday. Another player we agreed with, Nolan Arenado. How could you not? I mean, he was the talk this whole offseason about, oh, man, are they going to trade him? Oh, are they going to trade him? His contract's almost up. He has a really big contract. Gonna, who wants him? Who wants him? Nobody but nobody. People were biting, but they weren't taking the whole fish. Uh-huh. They weren't taking the bait. Nobody, nobody wants him right now. But if he has a great season like he did last season, then I'll give it to you. He's had five consistent seasons of 155 plus games at 162, and he only plays third base. Yeah. This is not like the other players you talk about, durability. Mm-hmm. So, again, five seasons of playing 155 games plus games, at least 37 home runs, and at least 200 runs and 200 RBIs. Not only is he a key piece to the Rockies, who are still struggling right now because they have no connection or chemistry. But he's a key piece to third baseman across the MLB. Yeah. He's a young guy, came up, along with the likes of Trevor Story, mm-hmm. who's hitting dingers too. Those two guys are running that team. They are definitely. Running the team. Five consistent seasons and putting those numbers. Too. That's insane. Hitting title, give it to him. Give it to him. Alright, so I'm gonna go into the last one that we have in common. Rafael Devers for the Boston Red Sox. Another great hitter. On song. Yeah. 
311 batting average with 201 hits. That's a lot of hits. Yeah. Um, is that I think that's just under Whit Merrifield. I mean, I would say he's the top hitter in Boston right now. Yeah. After Mookie Betts leaves, Sadly JD Martinez left, and I don't. Yeah, Martinez is like he's a good hitter, but I feel yeah. like he's more like a a power. You can care. You can compare him to Aaron Judge at this point in his career. He's hitting, he's getting strikeouts, or he's hitting pop ups, or he's getting home runs. Yeah, but and, really but Rafael Devers, he's a, he's kind he's of a, a power hitter. Hit. He's contact, but he, he's getting on base. Yeah, he has the thirty two home runs too. So he is he does have that power in him. Yeah, but he can also hit those gaps. He's hit getting those the nice doubles. He's hits. getting the triple. He's not too fast, too slow. He's, he's yeah. right in the middle there. You know, he's not. He's that goalie lock. Yeah, yeah, he's goalie locks. He, he's a great third baseman. Mm-hmm. This one of the players that we disagree on, Eugenio Suarez. All right, Cincinnati Reds, forty nine home runs, second. Most in the National League, it's a power hitter. There's nothing more you can say to that. I mean, yeah. Third basemen are really good at hitting. They're known mm-hmm. for that. They, know uh, they hit like outfielders uh-huh. who are strong. DHs. They have to be strong with. They can be DHs. Yeah. A strong arm, strong everything. I think he's. If you did a bench press right now between third basemen, I mean, if, as long as you don't include Derek Dietrich or Michael Lorenzen, then he's gonna win. <laughs> you got those those bodybuilders from the Cincinnati Reds. I love those sleeveless jerseys, bro. I, yeah. I would be rocking them if I was playing for the Reds. And then my other guy I got right now, he's on the come up. He's on the come up. Vlad Jr. So I was struggling putting him on my list. Now, I Vlad. wanted to put him on there. He too. wasn't, looking back at his stats, he only put him like 15 home runs. Yeah. And he made it to the home run derby. He replaced someone who's injured. I don't remember. Can't ask me. But he was a home run derby finalist, nonetheless. Went up against Pete Alonso. No one really expected that. He's a raw hitter. He's got great stats. Great hitter. He didn't do too well last season. Maybe not as well as everyone liked. But he's on the Blue Jays roster with yeah. Biggio, Bouchette, mm-hmm. and now the newly acquired pitcher, Ryu. Yeah. The team's not amazing, but he's part of that young group that's going to push that team forward. Yeah. And I think next season, he, may, he will have that breakout season. He's going to come out and he's going to hit. But I, I I feel he would be there, but I don't. I didn't feel he was enough to make my top, top five. five. Because know. for these reasons. Okay. Give me, give I have you on Mankata. He's good. As I, I as my I forgot about him. as Andrew said on the on the episode last episode mm-hmm. with his bold prediction, he said Yuan Moncada for that um, MVP. MVP. Yeah, I don't know if he's the MVP, but I don't think he's gonna make MVP. Yeah. But he is top five for sure, no doubt. With the three fifteen mm-hmm. batting average, one hundred sixty one hits, with the seventy nine RBIs, he's a beastly hitter. And then right behind him, I have. Jose Ramirez, another nice guy that you want on your team. He's a nice base hitter. He'll get you with. He also has a little power in him with the 23 home runs, 123 hits. He's a nice guy that you put in in he at third base and he's literally slapping hits everywhere and he's getting those crucial clutch hits you need for that Indians team. All now, right, now we got third base. A lockdown shortstop. Uh huh. So we got Francisco Lindor from the Cleveland Indians. Another Cleveland strong batter. We got 284 batting average, 22 stolen bases. He, he's not only good at hitting, he's good at stealing too. He, he's a uh-huh. fast guy. He, you know, he's got lead off. He put on base. He, he's getting to first base. He's running down to second. He's going down to third. He's waiting for someone to bring him home. That's why I have him in there. But there's only one of the guys we agreed on. So let's talk about Which that. This is Fernando Tatis Jr. Of course. Third, 317 batting average. Um, really young guy on the come up for the Padres. They mm-hmm. need they he, he was a, one of the person people they needed 
and then with him and they acquired Manny Machado, I think it was two years ago or a year ago. Yeah, two years ago. Two years ago, they acquired Manny Machado. He's stepping up now. And then they're with Will Myers, they're filling in. They're gradually getting all these guys off some hedges. And they're putting them together. What's crazy about Fernando is he used to be on the White Sox. Yeah. He was traded in 2016 as a prospect for starting pitcher James Shields. Yes. He's doing better now. Yeah, he's doing better now. He just started doing better. Yeah. All right, this is this is where we differentiate. We don't really agree on shortstop that much. Trevor Story, like I said, he runs Colorado with Nolan Arenado, power hitter. He has two consecutive seasons of at least 290 batting average, at least 35 home runs, and at least 20 stolen bases. You don't really find that many people that can hit the ball for dingers. Get on base a little bit and steal the base. I mean, if he's not hitting a home run, he's stealing. Yeah. Not that many people can do that. I also have Trey Turner from the Washington Nationals. A Mets fan, it sucks playing against him. Although he can't hit the ball, he's yes. one of the best defensive and fast shortstops in the game. 35 stolen bases. His defense is out of the world. They can play in the outfield sometimes. If they, they want him from the outfield, if they really needed to, they could. They did. They have done they it have. before. He's um, made diving catches. He's a good player. My last guy, though, I'm going Xander Bogarts from Boston. He's going to be one of the top hitters left on that team after Mookie Betts gets uh, the parts for Los Angeles. You had 309 batting average, seven in the league, six in the league with OPS, second with RBIs, and eighth in slugging. So he, he's across the board. He's in every conversation of every particular statistic except for home runs for the American League. So I mean, why not put him in your top five? Well, I have this player right here, this shortstop, and I'm surprised when I saw your your uh, list that he wasn't on there. I'm gonna go Javi Baez. The cover, he's the cover of the MLB 20 of the show. Right. Not only does he do that, not only is he known for that, he has one of the best hands in the league. He's one of the best defense. I think he's the best des- defensive shortstop in That's the league. That's a bold statement. He's- <laughs> He is making all these plays. And then my favorite play, when Yachty throws down the ball and he gets the tag yeah. from short, and he's pointing at Yachty while he's tagging. That's iconic. He's known for that. Also, I'm going to head to Marcus Simeon of the Oakland Athletics. He's, he's unsung. He's an unsung hero with 187 hits and 33 home runs. No one really talked about him that much. He wasn't known that much. But if you're obviously an Oakland Athletic fan, you're going to be like, this guy, he's, yeah. no if one's if looking at him. If you're an A's fan, you're definitely going to be, oh, Simeon, all the way, shortstop. Yeah, you're going to agree with me. Yeah. And then my last guy had an outstanding last season, going to have another outstanding this season, Tim Anderson. My, I, I watched yeah, him play. Experience though, because I don't really think he's top five, more like top ten shortstops. With a 335 batting average. Okay. How many games, though? That, that's the thing. I don't know the exact amount of number of games. Yeah, I don't yeah, have it written down. Yeah. Uh, but with uh, 167 hits. Okay. I think he's really underrated. That my He's smashing home runs, too. Um, and he also has 17 stolen bases. So he sh- you can see he does everything on the field. He also has decent fielding. He's not like no Javi Baez, but he has good fielding. Yeah, okay. And he also can hit the gaps. He can hit shots. You know, he's known for that one play last season where he smashed the ball, and then the commentator's like, the ball goes flying, and he chucked the bat, and he's like, the bat is a javelin, and he's a home run. 
But now let's head into the outfielders. Obviously, there's a lot we're right. going to agree with. There's great outfielders in the league, and it's kind of hard to differentiate yeah. which one should be where. We decided for outfield, instead of doing left, center, right, because so many people play different positions, how would we really narrow that down? We yeah. said outfield overall. First, we're like, let's do top 20. We're like, that's a lot. All right, let's go to 15. That's still, still a lot. lot. All right, so we narrowed down to 10. And within our top 10, we eight of them eight are of the same. same. Eight the same. That's, and so, we were next to each other, again, I promise you. Different days. So, so we'll just start with the same. So what do you got first? I'm going to start off with, I feel the MVP going to be again, Mike Trout. Obviously, specimen with he's jacked, he's slamming home runs, he's hitting gap shots. He's the, one of the, I think he's the best defensive center fielder in the game. Okay. He's the most consistent yeah. player in baseball right mm-hmm. now. Definitely, definitely. Oh, shit. Right behind him, we got Christian Yellick. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, what a woman, an MVP if he wasn't injured. Mm-hmm. Very big argument. With 329 batting average, 44 home runs, one less than a Mike Trout at 45. 97 RBIs. He had an MVP season, but wasn't given the MVP because he was injured. He could have helped the Brewers move further in the postseason. I'm going to go with Ronald Acuna Jr. Okay. Uh, obviously, a key point to that Braves team uh, with the 41 home runs, but then also 37 steals. He's really fast. He also had 156 games. Exactly. He's the durable player I mean, like you want. Durable player. You're making a durable team, he's in it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just feel he definitely needs to be 37 stolen bases. I mean, yeah, that's what I said. He's fast. Speedy guy. Let's move down. We got Moogie Betts. I'm giving you his Boston stats, although he's on the Dodgers. Again, another durable player. 150 out of 162 games. 135 runs. 175 six. 176 hits. 16 stolen bases. He's going to be on a Dodgers team where he's going to explode. Yeah. He's going to be amazing. That team's he's going to be what Matt Kemp was when that team was amazing back in 2010, 2012. He's going to be that top outfield hitter. No, another one. I'm going to go Juan Soto. He's yes. a postseason he's a, all-star. He's hitting home runs. He's a regular all-star, too. Not even just postseason. He's, he's a dinger, dinger derby, man. He I, goes I, to the bat. Boom, boom. I know. I'm saying, I'm saying he yeah. made the postseason incredible. He, I think he was a postseason MVP. Young slugger. They call him the childish Bambino. Exactly. <laughs> so He's hitting shots. And that's why yeah. we, we have so to many. I mean, if we're going to keep going with hits, I'm going Bryce Harper. Now, originally, I wouldn't have put him on this list just by, like, names. When I did some of my research, doing statistics, another durable player, 157 out of 162 games. Yes. He put up 35 home runs. Uh-huh. Maybe not as much as he would like. Yeah, he But good enough for a backup, good enough for a season with a brand new team. Mm-hmm. I mean, 114 RBIs. Yeah. Especially after he said, he'd leave the Nationals, he's like, wow, I'm great to win a team. I'm, I'm happy to be with a brand new team and win the championship with Washington. At a Phillies conference where they're revealing his jersey. And Washington did win. But after all that was said and done, he had a decent season you for don't himself. You do him like that, man. With Bryce Harper. I mean, sometimes you get a little cocky, you gotta get called out. Alright, another one we have in common. This man's a tower. Aaron Judge. He's literally... This man... I, 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 I mean, saw we him walked with him because I've of our cousin. i seen him in person. Yeah. I had He's to look up at this man just to see his eyes. He's a rock. He's a rock. He's a, it's a no, solid he's rock. He's literally the Empire State Building. Yeah, he rep, he is New York. He'd be walking like that. He was injured, but yeah, I feel he's gonna come back and comeback season. Comeback of season. Of course, of course. And he's gonna put up. He only had twenty eight home runs. Yeah, he's but gonna. He, he I didn't feel play he might, all the yeah. games though. Yeah, 
he didn't play all the games and he still put up 20. I mean, him and Alonzo is going to be a great... I mean, they're not going to play each other that much. Yeah. They're going to have a good subway series. They're going to have a great battle, even though they're not playing each other. They're going to be... Like, who's going to be the top slugger Uh of the league? New York. Not not the league. Not the league. New York. New York. Oh, yeah. Just New York. That's going to be... It's going to be tough. It's going to be nice. I like it. Nice little rivalry going on. They're both kind of on the same level. Kind of. (laughs) Charlie Blackman is the last one we agreed on. Colorado. Top hitter on that team. Maybe not as good as Nolan Renato and Trevor Story. But as he's aging, he's around 33, 34 years uh-huh. old. Almost his number. He's getting better. <laughs> he's he's getting good. He's 314 like batting average. 182 hits. 32 home runs. He's kind of a durable player. 140 out of 162 games for his age. Yeah. I can see him leaving that team soon and going to American League team when he gets a little tired, a little bit older. Maybe not being able to run as fast or eating people down from the outfield. Yeah, that's right. Eating people down. That's a verb. Look it up. Dictionary.com. But so he'll be a DH for an American League team. This, this yeah. We got our last two that we differentiate. All with. right. So this is where we differentiate the, in the outfield. I have Jock Peterson. Oh. Last season. <laughs> last season. He was in the home run derby. And him and Vlad had one of those insane... Going back to back to back to back to back. They had to go into so many OTs for that yeah. one home okay. run. And I feel, he put up 36 home runs last season and 112 hits. He's going to have another season just like that. It's not. I, I don't feel he's going to be able to top himself, but I feel he's enough to be in the top 10. And um, at, at my last one, but certainly not least, we have Joey Gallo. He had a breakout season last season. He slapped home runs. And he was like... You didn't want to pitch him the ball. Uh, you don't want to pitch him a high fastball. You don't want if you pitch him a high fastball, it's automatically going over the, the right field fence. It's he, not even. I think he's a consistent hitter from the past couple seasons, but I don't know if he's good enough to be top ten. If we do top fifteen list, I would have put him in that top fifteen. But I don't. I don't know about ten. I don't know. I, don't I feel know that he deserved ten. He's a power hitter, but I don't think he has enough to put it in there. But I, I got Tommy Pham. Okay, went from Tampa Bay to San Diego. He's been bounced around over his career a little bit. He's a defensive player. Maybe they not have the best hitting stats. But that's not what makes up... Hitting stats is not the only thing that makes up an outfield. You have to have good defense. Maybe a little bit of speed, depending on if you're in center field or not. And a little bit of power. But he's got 25 stolen bases, 155 hits, anyone walks. Not a lot of these guys are getting walked unless you're a power hitter. He's not a power hitter, and he's getting walked. Something's going on. Either he has a really good eye, or they're like, Hey, man, we don't want you to hit anything. <laughs> so you better get on base. So- My last guy, got J.D. Martinez. From Boston Red Sox. At Fenway, career stats at Fenway has a 306 batting average, 376 slugging percentage, and a 604 OPS. Coming from Detroit, not not the amazing team, Detroit Tigers, but moving to Boston to play on the Red Sox, definitely a key player on that team. And I, I can't see anyone else yeah. being in the top 10 besides yeah. him. All right, so now we're going to head into the DH, the DHs of the game. Why don't you start us off? I'm going to go Jordan Alvarez. You both agree on this guy. Yeah, 313 batting average, 27 home runs. I mean, he gets on base. He, he's a hitter for the Houston Astros. Great slugger. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to say Chris Davis. Okay. So, this man, he's literally freaking, they call him, what do they call him? Crush Davis? Yeah. Yeah, he's had that consistent average. Yeah. And with 23 home runs, he's also another guy where his power is 
always up there. He always has a high power. Yeah, low contact, but high power. He's yes. swinging for the fences every time he goes up the bat. At least well, it looks like that. That's good because he's a DH. And that's yeah, yeah, that's his job. That's <laughs> literally his job to get those home runs. He's not the fastest, but he hey, he's got a bat. Right, we got the last one that we agreed on. Shohei Otani, man. Definitely, definitely. Los Angeles Angels. A that lot of team. people had doubts about him. The Yankees were one of the leading people to get him when he came from Japan. Yep. Didn't go through. Everyone's like, oh, he's not worth it. He's not worth it. Ends up getting Tommy John surgery. People are like, oh, he's not worth it. Not worth it. He's the only dual threat left in baseball right now, as far as the major leagues are concerned. He got 286 batting average as a DH, 92 games as a DH, 12 stolen bases. That's right, he stole the base 12 times. That big dude stole some bases. Would you really expect him to do that? And then he also pumps like high 90s. And then, then, then he turns around and he's like, yeah, I'm not hitting today. I'm going to be a pitcher. And boom, boom, boom. Throws it in the 90s. Yeah, like that's dual threat. Not a lot of people could do that. Now, that's not a reason to make him a DH. Top five. Just dual threat. But because of his actual statistics, yeah. he's consistent. Mm-hmm. He doesn't play in a lot of games, but he's consistent as a DH. Alright, so this is where we differentiate in the, the last two. I feel that J.D. Martinez. You said he was an outfielder. I put him at outfield. You put him at DH. I put so him at I'm DH. not going to disagree with you too much, but he's good. I, I put him at DH because he did get a lot of DH games. Yeah, he did get a lot of games. As a DH. Because they have that good team. And, and the, they, have, they, they, were, they had a good outfield. Well, they only have four people in the outfield boss. And I want to say it was J.D. Martinez, Mookie Betts, Jackie Bradley Jr. And then Ben Attendee. Andrew Ben Attendee. Yeah. So, like... They were taking turns playing DH, but he was mostly yeah, he a designated was hitter. Yeah, he designated hitter because he just hit bombs. He, but he also wasn't as fast yeah, he wasn't as, as the other fast three, the so it's like, well, you're going to put an outfit yeah. right now. And then I have Nelson Cruz, who 41 home Actually, runs last he's season. He's a good hitter. 311 yeah. batting average. He's just, he when, when you have him on your team, he's expected to go deep every every at Yeah. I don't know. So, he's been on the radar of many fans. He's played yeah. in many different teams. Uh-huh. He's a Great hitter for the Mariners, yeah. especially when Robinson Cano joined that team and D. Gordon. Um, played really well for the Rangers before all that. And he had a little short stint on the Orioles. Uh-huh. I think he's good. But maybe not good over top five. But let me give you my two. Maybe, maybe you'll agree a little more. Jorge Soler. Okay? He played in all 162 games. Guess the team he's from? Royals. Guess who also played on the Royals and played all 162 games? With Merrifield. With Merrifield. Two durable players in the team. I mean, that's why well, I was saying. He also played DH, though. Exactly. He's versatile. He's durable. He's a DH, and he's, he's a great an player. Outfielder. Yeah, an outfielder. So, that, I can't, he's not good enough an outfielder to put me in the top 10. Top 15, 20? Of course. But DH, I'm putting him in the top 5 because he had 48 home runs. He led the team not only in games, but home runs, RBIs, and walks. People are scared of him. He's hitting the ball really well, and they're like, uh, uh, uh four, four walks, four, four bases, uh, four balls, four balls, get on base, get on base. They don't want to throw to him. He's a threat. A lot of people talk about him. Now, this guy, you think a lot of people talk about that guy? You're going to be worried about this Seattle Mariner. Daniel Vogelbach. All right. 30, oh, I forget about him. 30 home runs, the most for Seattle last season. Now, this is another guy who led the team, unsung hero, because the Mariners, if you remember, last season, within the first month, month and a half, they were trying to ship everybody off the team. Yeah. They wanted to rebuild, and they were—they weren't doing terrible. They weren't doing amazing. They're like, "Oh, we're not top, in the, you know, in the division. Yeah. Screw this. We're, we're leaving." They wanted to get rid of everybody. Vogelbach, within all this just chemistry, or that sounded word, um, <laughs> not having good chemistry between yeah. the team, he put up stats. He led the team in games, at bats, runs, home runs, RBIs, 
and walks. And that's why I think he should be in the top five. Yeah, definitely. But you know what? We gave you our opinions. We gave the brass tacks, the nitty gritty of our top players in the top five every position. Tell us if you have any other different opinions on our Instagram. Of course, our Instagram at Delos underscore Riz underscore podcast. Follow, comment, like, DM us. We'll get back to you as soon as we can. If you agree with us, let us know. If you don't, of course, agree, if you don't with agree with us, us, we won't have a conversation. Most importantly, stay healthy and have a great day. Peace out.